Hello, and welcome to the River Audio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel His love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message. My title for this morning, I'm just going to get right into it. Um, I'm really excited. My title for this morning is Try. Three-letter word. My title this morning is Try. Now, we've made, we're making some changes with, we've made some with the sound system as well as with the projector. I'm sorry if that's like, appears really small. But Rose always does a killer job on my, on my wallpapers, on my backgrounds for my messages. So it says try. It might be because of the lighting, it might, you know, not show. It might show differently in the back. So I'm going to just put it, I'm going to just tell you. There's a man climbing a mountain, if you can't see this, um, this wallpaper background. And it says try, and there's a man climbing a mountain. So I've been praying for weeks on end about this message, about what God would have me to say. And I was like, Lord, what, what would you have me to say? What is your heart saying? What would you have me to share with, with the people, with my brothers and sisters in Christ? What, what, is, what is the word, Lord? And all I kept hearing was try. And the Holy Spirit began to break this thing and open this thing and blow this thing up because there is so much going on right now in our world. And for the believer, it is such a critical time. We talked about this in prayer this morning because more than ever do I have the opportunity to side with the enemy and join him. Not that I would do that, but more than ever, is there so much of a strong pull and, and, and such a strong influence to just sit down and quit, to just die and give up. You understand? So the Lord began to speak to me. The Holy Spirit began to speak to me, try. And I was like, okay, He's, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you this. If you have your Bibles, we're going to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, I'm going to be out of the New King James. So, or, well, the King James today. But I'm going to just, I'm going to lay some groundwork, and then we're going to dive into this. I'm excited. You excited? Now, the word try, a basic three-letter word, simply means to make an attempt. To make an attempt. Now, I want to start with Hebrews chapter 11, starting at verse 1. We're going to start reading at verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen, I'm going to keep reading, verse 2, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things, so which things are seen were not made of things which are, which do appear. Uh, Four, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. Five, by faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and and was not found because God had translated him for being his translation, he had his testimony that, it, that he pleased God. Six, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God, I love this, must believe that he is, 
and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Seven, by faith Noah being warned of, of God, of things not seen yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by which he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Which is by faith. I'm talking about this morning with the help of God and the Holy Spirit. Try. Try. And the enemy would love to hang you up in the sense that most of us, well, I am trying. Well, I am doing this. That was my first human reaction. That was my first flesh reaction. Well, God, I am doing something. But it was a more focused, it was a more focused statement. He was saying, not just try, but how are you trying? How are you trying? In such a dark time that we live in right now, where literally every day we're going in and out of toxic environments, some, some in our workplace, some out at the store, some different places. And so God began to hit me. You're going to have to learn how to fight spiritually and not fight just naturally. Some of us are great at fighting naturally. We'll either knock you out or we will come up with something to take you out. We can do that in the natural, but few of us know how to fight spiritually. When there are spiritual things coming in and out of your life that are draining you, that are keeping you up at 3 a.m., we need to learn how to fight that stuff. We need to learn what to do with that. That's why I believe when Paul said our weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for pulling down strongholds and doing these things. So we have to channel and wire, almost wire our minds differently when we approach a fight. All right? So we're trying. Lord, help us. So moving on here. And I'm a, I'm a words guy. So I, I, like, I like looking up this stuff, finding out uh, what's going on. So the breakdown. So check this out. God gave me this. So the word try, three-letter word. I got a, God gave me a little breakdown for it. The T and try stands for trust. This might be one of the hardest things. And this is why God had me start with Hebrews 11. In faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? So the first letter of try stands for trust. You're going to have to trust God for the things you cannot control and for the things you cannot see. That's why he had me set the table here. You're believing God for things you cannot see you're believing God for things that might be two three seasons off that might be two three seasons ahead that might be years down the line you're believing God because he told you and maybe even showed you some stuff that maybe you have written down in a journal. you're holding on to that that's your faith statement that's your that that's part of your faith that has now become part of you and you are determined to see it through until the Lord manifests and brings it to life it is going to take trust for the seasons that you get in to where, no, no, the chips are down. No, everything is not going good. All hell is breaking loose. Everything I touch melts or dies, right? So that's where I need the trust. That's where you and I need the trust. Not when I'm at the top of the mountain. Everything's going great. I can shout. I can dance. The money's coming in. This is great. The marriage is good. The job is good. That's not when I need trust. I need trust for when... This has been 
month, we're coming up on you. Nothing has changed. Then the enemy says, I have an opportune time. And he begins to fight you, and you're like, did I hear God right? Did, did God really say that? Then the mind games start. Then the enemy comes up. Trust without seeing. Trusting God without knowing is tough. He knows this. And that's why I have a mountain because it's a lot of times in your faith, it's an uphill climb. It is an uphill climb. We talk about, you, you've heard this a, a ton in the church. We go from, we're going to go from glory to glory to glory. That takes work. That hurts. There is a cost for admission, meaning there is a sacrifice of time, of our efforts that we must make to get there. And that's what you don't hear about. That's not what we hear preached. We hear about the end result. Well, you're going to get there, and the Lord's going to bless you. You've got a hundredfold coming, and this and, and nothing against that stuff, but you have to be careful because, ah, Lord, help me this morning. I feel the Holy Spirit already. So, in you trusting God and God advancing you, you oftentimes are not, often, I don't know why they do this. This is some car salesman stuff right here, man. They leave out all the important stuff. I felt God there. They leave out all, the enemy leaves out all the important stuff. He does not tell you what sin will cost you. He does not tell you that my ultimate end goal is to ultimately kill you as a believer so that you will quit, give up on God, not, a, not step into your calling, not go anywhere, fail your marriage, and do all. He doesn't tell you that up front. He sells you the good stuff. He sells you glamour and gold. Hey, man, I got this great stuff going on, man. You're going to love this. This is going to be hot. You're going to absolutely love this, man. So check this out. This way, all at no cost. A year later, months down the line, then you find out really what it cost you. It's hard to trust God, and we don't talk about this. We don't talk about this kind of stuff. We talk about, oh, God takes care of everything. Yeah, God supplies our needs. But there's a twofold thing. Pastor talked about it last week. Taste and see that the Lord is good. I'm going to continue on in there. Because he talked about trying God and tasting and seeing if he's good. And the Lord literally, I we were, me and him were cutting up last week. Because I was like, you realize God just gave me that try, you know, that message like a week ago. He goes, we're in sync. I was like, praise the Lord, we are in sync then. Let's go. So the first letter, the T stands for trust. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, we all know this one. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. And all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. News flash for you to remember, for me to remember. Don't worry because it's not making sense. That one's free. Don't worry because it's not making sense. How many times, why are you banging your head against the wall at 3 a.m.? And God is like, go to sleep. And the devil's like, keep it going, baby. We partying. The devil loves it because you're miserable and ticked off because these things are eating at you, destroying you innerly. And the Holy Spirit's like, daughter, so go to sleep. Get rest. You want peace and you're praying for peace, but you cannot, you cannot physically rest. So you're up in wee hours in the morning, and I've got you worried about this job. I've got you distracted about this thing, and this with the car, and this with the house. And the enemy's winning is what's really going on. Because I'm letting him. 
Notice I didn't say that he's just beating the crap out of me. There's a twofold thing here. So the enemy can put a foothold, but I choose how big the hole is. Did you catch that? So it's my job to step in as the child of God and say, all right, I acknowledge this is an attack. Now let's do something about it. Let's not, all right, well, I, you know, we're, we're done. I, I, you see, you, you're not going to beat that. Oh, kick her down. I mean, I'm like the enemy has got a lot of believers at that state. <laughs> you're not going to beat gas prices. Sit on down, brother. Do you get how heavy that is, though? Because this is how the enemy is using stuff like that to take out believers right now, to, to minimize your faith, to get you to think differently about your faith. He doesn't, the enemy doesn't take somebody out rapidly. He does it over time. Over time. They let him in. He got a little bit, he got a little bit closer. All right. Well, they didn't put a stop to it, so I guess I can do a little bit more. And the allowance level that that person lets, and now you look back and now they're destroyed. It happened over time. We've got, we've got, Lord, help me to trust you more. I'm, I might be mad and ticked off because in this season, things are playing out differently. That's not, that, that's not how I thought. God, by this time, I thought we'd be somewhere else. Children of Israel, I thought we'd be to the promised land by now. I just did. I felt that way. Now the enemy would have me to think God's betrayed you. He doesn't love you. If he did, you would be there by now. You have to learn to separate the voices between God the, and when the Holy Spirit speaks and the enemy, it is important and crucial that we get in connection with God, get in sync with him to, to know and learn his voice when he's speaking to us. But it's also beneficial. You need to know when the enemy's talking because you have to be able to separate that thing. That's how we advance. That's how we grow as believers. I can separate when it comes in. Now, that has to be the enemy because I'll share this. This was, this was right before COVID. I felt like something big. You know how you can pray and the Holy Spirit will, you'll have this just gut feeling. Something huge is about to break loose. You might not know what it is yet. That's what I was feeling right before COVID. And I literally, I was in prayer one day and this is what I heard. Leave your wife, leave your family, and just run. Now tell me that is not a demonic voice. Try to tell me. This is the importance of being able to tell. Now see, though I know that and I can identify that, in, uh, I'm finna run. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me this morning. In the right season, I can't even stay still. In the right season, the devil can say that demonic trash and it can stick. Not because I don't have any faith, because his timing of waiting for a time, he's low, he's down, he's depressed. He's halfway to giving up. Let's up the ante. Let's bring all the guns. Let's bring all the firepower, everything we got. Do you understand how important this is? A body of believers going through that mess when I don't feel like trying, not because I have no faith, because I'm drained. Somebody can, man of God, let's go. You got plans. 
You got a future. Woman of God, get up. I'm not letting you stay here. You need to surround you. I'm not even talking about spiritual inventory this morning. But you need to surround your circle with people like that. You need to get somewhere where when I can't, when I'm having trouble trusting, I got an army around me of people that are trusting. That can say, you know what? I know I... I know you're having it rough right now. I, I know you're. Tr- I, I know you're having trouble. You ticked off at God. Okay, we 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 can we we can deal with that. Come on, and not stone me, and then leave me there, and then rebuke me and leave. That gets me nowhere. That gets me nowhere. And that, oftentimes, sometimes that's what happens in the church. Instead of me picking you up, saying, "Hey, let's go, baby. We got you. You got a call on your life." It's you're dumb. And while that may be true, they might be doing some dumb stuff. I have to see past with the help of God and the Holy Spirit. I have to see past. Lord, help me to see past. Help me to see the call. Help me to see the the assignment that you put in this person, on this person's life. That's tough, especially when they got you all ticked off and, and ready to hit them. Because you're frustrated. I done told them 50 times. Lord. God. I mean. Hey, you laughing because it's real. So I'm glad you're laughing because we could be real. But we have to learn to trust God. Don't try to figure it out all the time. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. I might not understand this season right now. And I might be mad at this season. But you rest assured I'm going to keep going. Right? Amen. The word R. Get this. I love the way God gave this to me. The word R stands for this. There will be risk involved. Write that down. There will be risk involved. So we have to trust God. We have to learn to trust him. Number two, R. There will be risk involved. So many believers. And, and, and I get it because Christianity as a whole sometimes primes us this way. So many Christians want to serve God, in the, but they don't, they don't believe that there's any risk. And I was just like, hold on. Give me a second. Okay. I don't know what Bible they're reading. But uh, I, I don't know what Bible they're reading. But when you, be, when you begin to even read the stories of the men and women of God and Christ, our Savior, there was always risk involved. There was always risk involved. And what is, what is, what is that? Just a basic, it is someone or something that creates or suggests a hazard. I love this definition. The chance of loss, the chance of loss, the degree or possibility of such loss oh, yeah, it would be great to serve God knowing I'm not going to have any opposition. And if you're not careful, that's where the enemy will lock you up and trap you. Because I was supposed to serve God, I got saved, but now all hell's breaking loose. And now it's like an uphill battle, right? Remember when you first got saved? You was ready to fight anybody, right? You was on fire for God. Wasn't nobody going to tell you nothing nothing. They weren't about to tell you anything. He was like, hey, I got the fire of God in me, man. Look out. 
You were ready to witness to everybody at the drive-thru line, to Walmart, everywhere. Hey, you know about the Lord? Oh, you don't? Come right this way. You finna know about the Lord. Like, you were, you did not care. There was a boldness there, right? But serving God, there are risks that comes with that. Just like there's a cost to, of admission, there's something I have to put in. It's twofold. There's a risk. That's why when Jesus called the disciples, he would say, follow me. And they left their homes. Potentially, some of them left their jobs, right, and everything behind. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Now that we know what risk is, Matthew 16, 24. This is out of the ESV, though. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone come after me, let him deny himself first and take up his cross and follow me. Deny myself, take up my cross. He said, let him take up his cross and follow me. That means I'm going to have to leave some stuff behind. And that hurts to a degree. Because we like what stuff we're going to have to leave behind. Matthew 9, 9. As Jesus passed from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. He said to him, follow me. And he arose and followed him. Now, that's just what the word says. I can't imagine in that time this random dude comes by that I don't know, looking all kind of, you know, sandals, robe, you know. However, Jesus was looking at the time, and I, don't, I still don't know this guy. Hey, how are you? Good. Doing good. General conference. Follow me. What? I don't know you. No, I'm not. I don't know you. That's funny. But Jesus did this. And being filled with the Spirit, him knowing his assignment from the Father, people followed him they followed him and 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 this is why God's had me do this message because sometimes God spares you he does not give you the details yet he says follow yet he says try yet he says I know you don't know where you're going all the way yet but please put one foot in front of the other and follow me with just what I've told you, with just what I've shown you, hold on to that. Let that be enough in me, in my word, through prayer. And that's, that, that's part of our biggest problem is we're not, we're not preparing ourselves for the journey. We're not preparing ourselves for the journey. Pastor preached last week about the prophet Elisha. He gets the threat from Jezebel. Hey, we're going to kill, we're going to kill that prophet. And we, we know the story. He, you know, he's, he sits under a tree, prays that he might die. And the angel of the Lord appears unto him a couple different times. And one of those times I love, I love the second time because the second time he says, arise and eat for the journey is too great. And I love that because oftentimes you're so clouded up with everything going on in your life, you forget that the journey that God has you on, you forget. You, I forget. It happens. We let stuff come in, man. And that's why the Holy Spirit, as he was giving me this, it, he said, it's not that you're not trying. He said, I want you to try differently. I want you to try differently. Because sometimes we're trying, but there's a reason it's not effective. 
There's a reason where it's not effective. Because in my mind, I want these results. God's mind, he's got a whole different game plan going with different results. That's why we must seek him. That's why we must get in the word. All right? I don't want to get ahead of myself. But people follow Jesus. Moving on. The Y, the last letter of the word try, stands for yield. It stands for yield. The word yield means this. To surrender, this is, Lord help me here. To surrender or relinquish to the physical control. I could sit down right there. To the physical control of another uh, or to hand over possession. To give up oneself. I'm, I'm just reading out of Webster. To, and then again, to relinquish one's possession of something. To yield. To yield. You know what? You can, and this is where the Holy Spirit hit me. I could be trying but not be yielding. I could be trying and not be yielding. And that's, that's what happens to a, a lot of believers. That's what happens to us sometimes. We're giving, oh, God, I'm tithing. <laughs> I got it going. I'm, I'm staying faithful. I'm doing this. You know, I'm, I'm trying to get to work. But am I, yielding's a whole different thing. Yielding's a whole, I could be reading my word and tithing. But God could be speaking for me to do something or leading me somewhere I don't want to go because it does not feel good and I can still not yield, but still be tithing, but still be going to church, but still be praying. That's what's tough. I could be checking all the boxes, but still not yielding and obeying. And that's key. And that's where I think the enemy gets you because, and that's where he gets me because I'm like, hey. You check the report card, see the scorecard? I think I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> We're our own best enemy, right? Hey, man, I'm killing it. I, I think I'm doing great. And then we get in prayer with the Holy Spirit. He's like, you ain't doing as good as you thought you was doing. <laughs> there's, there's room for growth. The key is this, right? We must learn to yield to what God's calling us to. And let me give you a little heads up. It's going to hurt. It's going to cost you something. Man going up the mountain. You're going to feel leg day. <laughs> you're going to feel every single inch of that mountain. You're going, to see, you're going to feel every single inch of this incline. Something, and see, that's why as a believer, when stuff begins to hurt and get tough, we, we backing out. Like, we, we gone. Most of us, we like, hey, I don't want no part of that. But God had me start off with Hebrews 11, the dawning of faith, because these men and women did this. They followed the call of God. They obeyed, but more importantly, they yielded to the plan of God, though I'm just going to suspect this is not what they had in mind for their lives. This is not probably the way they drew it up. Jonah didn't, I mean, Jonah didn't probably, he probably didn't want to be a prophet. Well, if you re have you read Jonah? Jonah, go to Nineveh. Thank you, God. I'm going to go the opposite way. Right? Okay. Now, the hard way, let me talk to this fish. And you know this story. Can you imagine Noah? Right? Hey, go start building this boat that's going to be the size of the world. Right? 
imagine the talk. Think about, and see, this is where we struggle as believers because we don't want anybody to talk bad about us. Think of the talk that he got building a monumental, sky, I mean, beyond skyscraper-sized boat. What are you building the boat for? That's the dumbest idea I ever heard. For who? For what? And he probably went through all that day in and day out, and they probably passed him. There he goes again, working on his boat. But what I love is he finished the mission. He did not let the talk of man and people. And I know we have social media now. And I love that, though, now because I don't have to talk to you. I can just log out. Why don't we do this? Why don't we just stay on there like we're trapped? Log out. That's an amen right there. Like, get out of that mess, man. The enemy's just hanging you out there to just do more damage. And you're letting him. You're giving him permission. I mean, if you need to, I mean, there are times in my life where the Holy Spirit's like, look, I need you off Facebook for the next three months. We're, we're, we're going up a level spiritually. And I want, I want all the apps. Get them, get them gone. No social media. for. Like, I'm telling you, we, that's the yielding part. I have to be open to hear the Holy Spirit, be able to say that kind of stuff. And he will give me, I have free will. I will still have the choice whether to obey or not. But will I try? Will I try? See, will I try? Because you and I have been praying and asking God for an end result on stuff. But we need, I think God is wanting to step back and re-examine the efforts of the way we're trying. Are we trusting him? Right? I'm aware, and, and I must be aware to remember there is risk involved. Jesus had people leave him often because of the mess. I must be about my father's business. I must be about my father's business. From the scribes to the Pharisees to just people listening to him preach. I'm sure there were several that say, hey, this dude is too radical. No bueno. Like, I'm sure. So with that, you have to know that as a believer, you are going to have people that throw the deuce up and walk out of your life. Did you catch that? Because you have changed your life for God. You are not the same woman you were. You are not the same man you were. And they're not going to like that. Hey, remember, you, you don't get down anymore. Like, we used to... We used to have fun. You see what I'm saying? And you have to be able to step up and continue to go on your journey knowing, yeah, you know what? You're right. I, it needs to be a reminder to you in a good way, not a, step, not, a, um, not a hindrance for the enemy to hang you up. And you say, because what he wants to do is resurrect the old you. That's what the devil wants to do. Yeah, man, I, I used to get down, man. I used to do all this. no. I did used to do that, but because of Christ, I'm different, and I'm changed, and I'm going somewhere, and now, thank you for reminding me of that, because now I'm focused. Now I am focused. This is why you got, you got to get the team straight, man. You got to get the team straight. You got to get who's around you, rallying behind you, praying. You got, the right people are it's huge. It would be like sports team chemistry on steroids. I mean... <laughs> you know the sports parables are coming. So, like, you have, you have to do this. And so we have to do this. And a lot of the reason for our fall and why we struggle so long, so hard, is the people we let in that it shouldn't even be in. They shouldn't even be in a circle. 
but I let them in anyway because I, I got depressed. I got lonely, you know, and, and now here we go. Now I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. Before you know it, wake up, and now I've stopped trying. Now I've stopped moving forward. So R stands for risk. You got to know there's going to be risk involved. All right. Uh, I don't even know if I did this. Uh, yeah, Matthew 9. Matthew 9, 9. I did that. Okay, as Jesus passed from there, he saw a man, Matthew, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he arose, and he followed him. Yield, we must learn to, to, to yield our lives to God and not, we must learn to yield ourselves to God and I have to work on not fighting him. I could stop right there and probably end it. I could because how many times you feel like God leading you to do something, me leading me to, and I'm fighting him the whole way. And you wonder why you're ticked off. And I wonder why, why I'm mad and why it's, there is no, we're not going anywhere. I go to church every week. Nothing has changed, but I'm fighting God the whole way. Like I'm not doing, if we be real, like that's why I love the Holy Spirit. Because he's just going to bluntly, he's just blunt. He's just blunt. Like he just, dude, you're not reading. I mean, you're not reading or praying like you used to. When we look at that, you've stopped on the journey. You see what I'm saying? He has to do that. And sometimes he will use, this what hurts. Sometimes he will use people to call that out. And that hurts too because we have to be careful. Just because God uses somebody to call something out that is legit and is on point, that person is not automatically tagged a hater. That's what we do. You're not saying what I like, so now you're a hater. That's the world we live in. You know, I didn't like that comment, you must be a hater. No. Not necessarily. That's what the enemy does. And you know why he does that? Because he wants to isolate you. He wants to get you by yourself so he can do more damage to what he's already doing. So it's up to you and me, and it's my job and it's your job to see where we are in the journey and say, okay, am I now willing to submit myself to God and the plan that he's working in my life? John 21, moving along. Simon Peter saith unto them, I go fishing. They saith unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and entered into the ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning had come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, children, have ye any meat? Meaning, have you caught anything? They answered him, no. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship. I'm, I'm going to finish that, but I have to stop right there. When God interrupts your efforts, how, how good are we at adjusting? How good are we at, you know what? I've been beating my head against this thing for a long time. Maybe it's time I try the way God's, you see what I'm saying? They had toiled all night fishing, and it caught, I can imagine their frustration and anger. We've caught nothing. All right? Mo moving on. Then they answered him, no. And they said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship. This is what Jesus said. And ye shall find. They, there, they cast, therefore, hold on one second. Stop right there. 
The word gets me like this. So Jesus gave the instruction and they followed it. I think, Lord, help me with this because I'm guilty of this too. Sometimes we make it way too complicated. We make it way too complicated. God's like, hey, I just, I want you to start reading more. I want you to wake up early. I want, you know, we got to start communicating more. You feel that urgency when you start hearing that urgency spiritually. That's the Holy Spirit trying to pull you along, trying to get us going in our journey with him, trying to edge us to grow more. Listen, you know when you're starving. You know when you're thirsty. I know when I'm starving. I know when I'm thirsty. It's your job and my job to say, look, God, I am thirsty. Like, I am so hungry, and I've been starving myself. But I don't know how to begin to eat spiritually, begin to make meals spiritually in the word, to, be, to begin to look in the word, to read. God, I don't know where to start. It's my job to begin to, as God pricks my heart, to begin to ask for help. And how many believers are stuck They've been trying, but they stopped on their journey because we stopped. We, we're not inquiring of God. That's one of the most important things. At one point, it says that David inquired of God. And to me, that would make David definitely more than somewhat wise to be a leader of an army. God, do we take this cliff or do we go over here behind the village so that we don't get killed? He asked God before he made a move. That will save you years of heartache and pain sometimes that will save me years and months and days and hours of heartache and pain and sleepless nights inquire of God but we're in a world that says hey you got to jump on it man the time is now things are going to be ending so you got to get out there this is what I'm learning this is what God is flooding me with don't be so quick to always rush into everything Don't be so quick, write that down, to rush into everything. In your efforts, sometimes the season gets to a point where you feel like it's so bad, the enemy would have you to, okay. He's just trying to get you, he's trying to get you unaligned. I feel that for somebody. I don't know, I'm just going with what God's given me as he's given it to me. The enemy is trying to get you unaligned. So how he does that is when the hell and all that stuff floods in, he gets, oh my, I got to do something. He gets you scatterbrained, and now you're ready to jump on anything that's presented. And God and the Holy Spirit are saying, be still right now and know. But while you be still, prepare and protect yourself with the word, with prayer. We don't do that oftentimes. We don't protect ourselves a lot of times. Then we go out there, in the heavy fire, yeah, amen, got a couple nods, and then we, we start getting hit by the enemy's fury darks, I mean, and we're getting hit hard, we have to also be protecting ourselves, so it, it might not be that God's not doing what he said he, he was going to do, it might not be that God's not positioning you like you thought, it might not be, well, God, I thought you, it might just be, I'm not positioning myself, I'm not trying. Maybe at some point I begin to stop and give up because the depression has got that dark. Because this season is weighed me down so much that I'm absolutely drained. I've just, you know, I, I just got nothing left in the tank. So when you get to that point that drained, we know then 
our wall begins to come down and it becomes harder to protect ourselves spiritually. This is why who you have around you is key. You got to be able to, we have to trust God. And I'm going to say this too. Lord, help me. You got to find, it might be a small group of people. You got to find some people that you can trust too. You do. Because the enemy will take you out like that. He'll say, you know what? You can't trust anybody. You just need to stay, you just need to stay to yourself. He'll have you isolated for months in a dark cave of depression ready to take your own life. That's how he works. When he shows up, and this is, God help me. I want to get that kind of, I want to get that kind of grit, man, spiritually. I want to get that kind of fight because I want to get that kind of spiritual awareness to remember and know that Satan did not show up to dance with me. He showed up to kill me. He showed up to take me out. He did not show up to play patty cake. He did not show up for a picnic. He did not show up for any of that. He showed up to take me out. But it's harder to know and remember that, know that whenever I'm tired, whenever I'm drained. Because at that point, I don't care because all I want to do is rest, my mind and my body. And this is where we have to take a step back. That's why God's having me preach this this morning. We have to take a step back. God, I'm trying, but is it in the right areas? Am I investing my time right? That's huge. Some of you are getting taken out because you don't, we don't invest our time right. So now I've poured these hours over here when God really, the official plan for this season was I was really supposed to be over here. And the devil's like, this is great. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know which way to go. Now he's got you. And then we do this thing. We stay, we just stop. We just freeze up and we stay there. And I'm like, hold up, hold up. Then we stop reading the word and then we stop praying. And then we come to church, but I'm physically here, but I'm not here. Then I become an open target to the enemy. I think I'll flip the script. I think I'll put in a little effort. I think I want to go somewhere in God because I, 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 yeah, I think it might be harder for the enemy to hit a moving target than to hit me refusing to go anywhere because I quit and I'm just going to stand right here until God comes down from heaven and does this A, B, and C, and D. And it's not going to happen like that. And let me break your heart real quick. It's not going to happen like that because it's twofold. God gives free will. That means he can tell me all day long, you need to get to this spot. But he's not going to come down from heaven and say, all right, son, let's go. You're going over to this spot. And why I look like an absolute ridiculous fool, you would not believe the Christians that are dying in their faith because they're waiting on God to come down from heaven to move them. People are dying because of that. God gives it and presents it, but free will. He's not going to force me. Now, I can end up in some seasons where I'll be a lot more willing because <laughs> this stuff hurts. Like, I didn't want to do that. But we have this notion that God's going to come down. Like, th this is my favorite. Well, you're going to be debt free. <laughs> That's my favorite. And, and the reason it is because you don't have to do anything. You're going to be debt free. <laughs> Bless God, I'll take that. And, and that's what, no, I'm, I'm finna wreck it. I'm finna, I'm finna get in trouble. I'm just warning you. I'm finna get in trouble. Be, Holy Spirit, help me. 
because I am careless with my finances, does not, God is not finna come in and do no turnaround financial miracle when I willingly keep throwing my money in a fire. Likewise, man, we need a bigger church because I'd be wanting to run. I was like, you know, if I run, I'm going to hit a cement wall. It's probably not going to end well. But it's coming. Praise the Lord for it. We can't be careless, guys. We can't not be trying to be careless and then get ticked off at God for not coming in and being hero and saving the day. He's not going to do that. He's blessing efforts that are according to his will, going the direction that he has. If I, if I choose to bow face and go this way, well, guess what I'm going to get? Everything that comes with going that way. Jonah. I mean, so we have to be looking at this thing different. Why did God give you this message? He gave me this message because there are Christians dying in the darkness and negativity of a world right now. And we need to have our eyes, minds, and ears open to the fact that God is moving. He does have a plan for you. Get the lies out. And remember that stuff from years ago that you wrote down in your journal that the Lord told you? Bring that back, man. Let that be firepower. Let that be ammunition. Let that be something on the door of your heart to give you something to fight with. Some of you put down your weapons. And it's the very thing that was going to get you into the next season. You've now disarmed yourself. The devil didn't even have to. So we have to take inventory. God, I'm trying, but are my efforts the direction of your plan, purpose, and will for what you have for me? I don't want anything if it's not his. If he does not want it, I, I don't want it. How do we get there? We get there through a relationship with Christ. In every day, specify, clear that up, relationship. Not, I see you once a month. We talk once a month. I pop in on the holidays. Everyday relationship takes work. And I love it because what has pastor been talking about? Harvest. Everybody wants to praise the house down about harvest. Nobody wants the work of harvest. Nobody wants the effort that harvest takes. That's where the real harvest comes in. Is that you want harvest? Okay, we finna get to work. I hope you can deal. Like I hope you're ready. Harvest takes work, and this is the stuff we're not talking about. But we're letting stuff stay dormant while while God has a plan. The mountain in this picture represents the plan of God for your life. The guy on the mountain represents you and me. I have a choice. I could say, forget this. This is too hard. I did not sign up for all this. Or I can pull my big boy pants up with the faith that God has installed inside of me. I could grab my sword, right? I can open my mouth, begin to pray, though I don't feel anything. This is our biggest problem as Christians. You look to feel everything every time. You look to feel something. Well, I prayed and I didn't feel nothing. Oh, hey, look, 
Maybe you need to lay hands on yourself. Maybe you need to pray for maybe an hour and not two seconds and, and expect God to just ascend from heaven like a dove. How about we press in? That's our biggest problem. We didn't forgot how to press. I'm going old school. We didn't forgot how to press in. We had forgotten how to tarry and stay there and give God effort until the Holy Spirit begins to come in. But let me tell you this. Whenever you got the right battle, you'll press in. You'll stick around. Whenever the... ah. Man, I'm finna. Whenever the problem is right, yeah, you will press in. You will go there. You will force yourself to get there because you'll say, look, this is this is 911 spiritually. Like, if God doesn't fix this, I'm done. The right problem will get you there. Sometimes you'll stop on the mountain. And God, I didn't say God's bringing. Sometimes he will allow certain things. He will allow the rain. He will allow the storm. He will allow the, 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 uh, the hard conditions. He'll allow the elements because he knows if he doesn't, you won't move. He knows you won't move. And so now he's like, hey, I've got to get them there. I've tried everything. You see what I'm saying? This is why it's so important. Lord, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit about to knock the quit out of you. He's about to knock the quit out of you and me. Write that down. Pastor DJ, you can steal that one preaching next week. <laughs> He's going to knock the quit out of you because that's powerful because that's what I was needing for me. I needed him to do that for me. I said, Lord, this is, this is a huge journey. I know you've called me. You've called my family. You see what I'm saying? I think so many times we get so selfish and closed minded. You're forgetting. How many people have family and kids in here? Raise your hand. Do you understand? If you voluntarily stop on the mountain, I don't just lose. They lose too. My wife loses. My kids lose. I think, I think we got the scope wrong. Because when, when the stuff happens, we're like, well, you know, it's just me, man. I, oh, I get my stuff together. No, I'm going to get my stuff together because of who's coming behind me. That's why I'm going to make sure I get my stuff together. Because I can't afford, I'm, I'm going to have to stand accountable to God. I got to make sure that, that, that they know about the word of God, that they know about the importance of a relationship, that they know about when the Holy Spirit's urging your heart and directing you and guiding you to do something. That's why it's important. So many times we get so closed-minded with just us. This victory is bigger than you. And me. It's a team effort. Man, I got, I went off on that. I got to. In seasons, whew, in seasons, in some seasons, trying looks different. Be ready for this. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to the end. In some seasons, trying looks different. Be ready for this. In some seasons, it's work. In some seasons, it's rest. And some, it's investing and investing differently. And I, I, I understand when you hear investing, when I hear investing, we jump to money. But I feel more so a lenient on time. Because I can get my money back some of the time. I got a receipt. And, you know what, Mr. Wilson? 50 bucks. Thanks, man. So in some cases, I can get my money back. I, I, time, I don't get that back. Why are we wasting and pouring time? I, I got somewhere to go, man. You have somewhere to go. God has a journey and a plan for your life. I told Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. 
He, God knows. He knows where he wants to take you. He knows what he wants to do with you. But am I willing to yield even if I don't like the plan? I told you guys, for, for those of you that know me, I'm a sports guy. God broke it down like this basic personally to me. He goes, the Holy Spirit's your coach. God's my coach. If I don't like to play on the field, I can sit the bench and be ticked off, or I can get in the game and trust him. That's harsh. Like, that hurts. That's hard. But that's how he gave it to me. You can either trust me, get out on the field, trust me, and know that I have a plan. Know that I am multiple steps ahead of you. That God is multiple steps ahead of you. And trust him and say, God, okay, this sounds ridiculous. This looks nuts, but whatever. Here you go. You got me. And obey, knowing in my obedience he's never failed me. And he's always came through. And he's always been the anchor. Ah, Stacy, it is our God. The worst thing you can do is one of the other worst things you can do. You have to get this because I have to empty out. I have to empty out everything that God said to me. Because when I preach, my, big, my number one prayer is always the same. I want souls saved, but God, transform lives. Transform lives. Because every year it seems like things get darker in the world. Every year. We don't have time. Uh, help me, Jesus. We do not have time for me and you to patty cake this thing and play softly. No, we are at war spiritually. You got somewhere to go, and so do I. The River Worship Center has assignment. We have somewhere to go. I know our pastors know this. I know you know this. So, no, we don't have time. Hey, you know, we're going to do this. No, we're going. Whether you want to go or not, you can go, but just know we're going anyway. Just know we're going anyway. Lord, thank you for your word. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. I'm moving on. Is anybody being blessed? So, so, I, so I got to lay this real quick. So the worst thing you can do right now, one of the worst things, this is what will kill you on the mountain. Hear me. Please hear me. This, this will kill you on the mountain. This will take you out, all right? Comparing yourself to other people. That's the one. That is the one. That is the one to take you out. Because the enemy, all he wants you to do, tunnel vision. Well, we don't have that house yet. Well, why don't we have that much money? Why can't we drive that? Oh, my gosh. Did you see what they got? This is unreal. We've been serving the Lord 40 years. What in the world is going on? Has he not favored us? This happened in the Bible. This happened all over the word. Gideon, if the Lord is on our side, why has this happened to us? The angel of the Lord appears for him. The angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said this, go in this might of yours. Sometimes you're going to think and it's going to feel like God's not on your side. The enemy's job is for you to convince yourself God is not on your side. So you know what he does? He mentally throws a court case in your head. He mentally throws, puts on a court case in your head to try to convince you and win you over to quit God, to give up on your relationship, to give up on church, to give up on everything that's benefiting and that's transformed your life. You and I sometimes run the risk of judging God off of one season. God, I love you. One season 
What is God saying? Awaken your mind today. Awaken your spirit man today. You're ticked off because of one season. God is faithful to carry you. He's faithful to take you. He's faithful to get you there. Why are you going to die on the mountain because of one season that you feel like, well, I've been done wrong and I'm not going anywhere until, until that get made right. I'll tell them. What to, and the enemy's like, great. Thank you for doing my work for me. You understand? You handcuffed yourself. And then we come to church, have to go to the altar and have pastor lay hands. I'm finna get in trouble. Let me, let me go hide behind my shield. We have pastor lay hands on us because we stopped trying. I got news for you. I got a news flash for you, baby. They could throw all the oil on you. They can lay hands on you multiple times, but it will not override. I have to make the choice still to move forward in God. That's why you have people coming to the altars. Oftentimes, I, I got nothing against people coming to the altars, but when we start coming to the altars over the same thing for years, thank you, Brother Paul, for years, because we won't move. We're like stuck. And God's like, you can get yourself unstuck. Because I have empowered you. I've given you the tools. I've given you a church family. I've, I've given you everything you need to start moving. Let's talk about the truth and reality. You're ticked off because the journey and the mountain and the plan I have for you is bigger than you thought. And you don't feel like taking it. Ah, Lord, thank you. Man, I'm about to knock some stuff over up here. Told y'all. We need to. We got to expand. Go to uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. I got to try to land this plane. Oh, man. Whew. So here's the thing. I told, You already know about the sports stuff. Remember this. And I mentioned, I mentioned a little bit about this. You are not just yourself. I'm not just myself. As a body of Christ, we're, we're all together. We're, we're all together. And as a church family, we're all together. When we start getting, when I start getting selfish, right, I begin to close myself off. It's easy for me to isolate myself. I cut off access to myself where, where you know, you're trying, hey, man, you know what? I just felt like the Lord wanted me to, let me reach out. How many know that? You know, we, we knock technology, but there's some good things that we can do with technology because it takes me nothing. And, and see, I... I this is a side note, so don't, don't pin me to the wall. I think sometimes, I, I think we are going to get held accountable for what we do technology-wise. We have YouVersion Bible app now. We have, they will read the Bible to you now. I think it's setting up for no excuse because it takes me two seconds to text Jeremy and say, hey, man, how was your week, man? I love you, dude. You okay? And if I can't type it, I can audio message it. Like... <laughs> What the world? And we have the kind of friendship and relationship. I don't have to worry about him looking at me as a hater or, or getting ticked off. because He didn't respond in five minutes. What? We let the most pettiest stuff hang us up and stop us in our tracks, man. Let, the, let God reveal this to us this morning and open our eyes, man. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. For this is the Apostle Paul. For just as the body is one and many members, 
and all the members of the body through many are one, so is with Christ. So is it with Christ. And so th- this, is what, this is what I got out of that. This is just a little side thing. Yes, believers are on the same team, but we may not. Oh, this is big. We're on the same team, but we might not all have the same position. You have to know that. You have to know that and not be offended by that. What that means is just, I, I, I was laughing about this when, when God gave me this sermon, okay? Think if you had a football team of nothing but kickers. Dude, that's hilarious. I don't care who you are. If you had a team of nothing but kickers, just think of the coach. Just entertain me for a minute. Think of the coach. Hey, man, we're going to go out there. You're going to get hit. It is going to hurt, but there's not going to be anything you can do about it because you don't know how to play defense. So just go out there. Good luck. (laughs) I mean, just think. But here's what's crazy. Why in the body of Christ do we flip out because everybody's not a preacher? How does that work? We flip out. Well, you, you're saying, well, you must be, you're definitely anointed and called to preach. Who told you? I'm going to pull a pastor DJ, and I'm small enough to actually hide behind some stuff, so I will figure something out. We just got new lights. I'll hang from the new rafters. Anyway, like, this blew, this blew me away. Like, we're not all called to the same thing. My assignment might be different than yours. And that's got to be okay. That has to be okay. I can't be offended. Well, well, I'm finna get in trouble. You know how some people, like, they automatically think that your calling is their calling? And then they try to push it over on you. Hey, well, you know you called to do that. Well, why you keep fighting the Lord? Because I'm not called to do it. Sit down. Like, I'm getting in trouble. But... We're laughing. This is the real stuff the devil takes people out with. It's called the spirit of intimidation. I come in, hey, well, you're called to do that. Well, no, I should know what I'm called to do. Because, and you know why? You know why? You should too. You know why? Because I'm spending time with God. Because I'm in tune. Because I'm reading the word. Because I'm praying. Because I'm trying and making efforts to get closer to him. So, yes, what you're telling me should be confirmation, not information. It should confirm in the spirit what God is already telling me. It shouldn't be something out of left field. The Lord told me that you and your wife are moving to Germany. Man, I missed it. I forgot to fast and everything. Like, boy. I mean, so this is, this is funny. It is. But this is the kind of stuff that's taking your brothers and sisters out. Because they get so, you get so in that mode and, oh, man, I got a word at this church last night. They, this woman came up to me and said, the Lord said that my family's moving. I need to pick up and go and prepare. Well, do you know anything about that? No. Are you sure it was God? Well, I guess it was. I mean, they said it. And that's the time we live in. Where thus saith the Lord for everything. Take note on that. Take note. This is the importance, man, I'm trying to land this point. This is the importance of staying close to God to, so I can know what he said. So when the enemy tries to come, he does not come in with far-fetched stuff that you won't fall for. He comes in with the close stuff that you will fall for. He throws in a little bit of God and a little bit of this to say, hey, 
you know, hey, the Lord is really leading. The, and then because he knows we're not going to do our homework. He's counting on it. He, he knows we're not going to research it. He knows it's, it's like listening to somebody talk about facts and you know they ain't look nothing up. <laughs> Chris, I love you, bro. I love you so much. You know they ain't look nothing up. They, they, they try to present an argument with zero facts. No facts. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's how the enemy gets you. He knows you're not going to do your homework. You're not going to know. How are you going to know this? How are we going to know this? We have to get in this. I mean, I'm trying to land this plane, but I just feel like God is, ah, I feel like he's transforming some stuff. Dude, when me and Britt first got married, somebody came to us, and they said, hey, do you know what the Bible says about, uh, what the Bible says about uh, married couples? And I was like, okay. Well, the Bible says you're not supposed to marry, you're not supposed to marry against your faith or your race. I was like, okay. So I was younger then. Catch me. I'm using this for an illustration. I was younger then. So at first, I got, I got mad. Like, I, I got ticked off at first. I was like, like, if I had to lay hands on myself for a minute. I, because my flesh wanted to fire back immediately. And I went to prayer. And the Holy Spirit was putting on my heart, the enemy, this is exactly what he wants. Spend time. Spend your energy working against people that might not even have a relationship with God. But now he's tied you and locked you up. So now the person at Walmart that really needs the love of Christ in you, the person at the store, at the mall, at your job that really needs you to be on for God, now, now I'm not on for God. Now I'm not focused because now I'm, I'm, I'm fighting a losing fight with somebody that not even in the faith anyway. And the enemy's like, mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. We have to beware. Lord, help us step back today. All right, last scripture. Proverbs 4 and 7. Has anybody been blessed today? All right, here we go. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Trying our efforts with, in our relationship with God, we're going to bang our head up against the wall a lot if we do not have godly wisdom. If we do not have godly wisdom alongside, right? We need the word of God, but I need godly wisdom. Like, I need direction. God, when is a good time to sell the house? God, when is it, when is it a good time to make this vehicle purchase? Or do I just want to not inquire of God, get ticked off because everybody at work and everybody out there says the market sucks, it's never going to get better, it's only going to get worse, blah, blah, blah. I can listen to that trash or I can go to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords that can actually do something about our economy and everything going on. And I can say, Lord, I'm trusting you. I know it doesn't look good right now. I know things aren't favorable right now. Still hearing about people getting houses left and right, even though the market is ridiculous. God will make a way. Don't you let the enemy beat you up with the mindsets of this world that are running rampant right now. And maybe that's where the, yeah, I need to turn my phone off for a little bit. Maybe that's where that might come in. Maybe that's where, hey, is the Holy Spirit leading me to just like every morning, 30 minutes? See, we think in our head, we're, 
Where are my men at, man? I've been getting so, where are my guys at? I've been getting so blessed by our men's Bible study. I, dude, I'm so glad we started it because guess what? We punching the enemy in the mouth because there's nothing. So she can come up, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping up. There's nothing the enemy hates more than men coming together for the cause of the kingdom. He did, that, that's why me and Jeremy, I mean, we've all been talking. Nick, expect, I, I expect the attack level to go up. I'm counting on it because these are men assembling for the cause of the gospel and the word, trying to better themselves because we know we have a journey. We know we have an assignment. We know we have a plan, and we are determined to get there. So I expect the enemy to try to step up and show his head and ugly self and all this stuff and fire back. I wouldn't expect anything less. What I don't expect is for all of us to just sit down and just give up. We got, God has done too much. God has put too much here. If you don't get anything else this morning, God has put too much here on the inside of you for you to sit down and throw in the towel and say, hey, forget this. This sucks. I hate this. I'm giving up. Like, whoa, dude. If you can't look back to last season for joy, if you can't look back to last season for a faith encouragement, dude, look back through the years where the Lord has had your back, where you were sure that you wouldn't make it out of it. And he brought you out. And he moved and he shifted. And he aligned stuff. Look to that as an encouragement. Grab on to that. Sometimes that's all you have. We were talking about it last week in the in the men's Bible study, sometimes your victory is just not giving up. Sometimes my victory is just not quitting. That's my win. That's how I win. I'm not giving up. And I know sometimes we want more than that. I'm, man, <laughs> I have said everything I feel like God's wanted me to say as far as my message. Thanks again for listening to the River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons are an encouragement to your life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook and Instagram at The River.